Reference to or information about any specific product or service by name, trade name, trademark, or service mark in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement of that product or service. And now on to the episode. Hello and welcome to Better Money with Elements Financial. I'm your host, Miranda Finley. I'm a certified financial wellness professional who's worked with thousands of people in all walks of life, and I'm also a real person with real financial experiences. I'll chat from both personal and professional viewpoints to help make your money better. Today, we're hoping to impact your mindset around shopping this holiday season. According to Magnify Money by LendingTree, in 2020, about a third of all consumers took on debt to pay for holiday expenses, and those who incurred holiday debt borrowed an average of $1,381. 66% of people reported to be stressed out about holiday debt when they incurred it. So we're going to talk about how we can avoid holiday spending stress. So I may not be able to help you with, you know, your aunt that um, really bothers you or that you have conflict with, but I may be able to give you some tips to assist in um, things that you can do to prepare for the holidays. Maybe there are some things that you can do to prepare for the holidays this year or looking forward, some things that you can do in the future to prepare yourself for future holidays. So I think savings challenges are a great way to do this. If you take the average amount that you spend per holiday season and you break that down by paycheck or by month and set that money aside throughout the year, that will really, really help you with the stress that you may feel around the holidays and that spending that you have. We have a couple savings challenges that we encourage our members to take, and both of those savings challenges, depending on how you take them, will give you about $1,100 to $1,300 set aside over a 52-week, 12-month period. And so those are excellent, especially considering that the average amount of debt that people take on is about $1,300. A couple things that have been really helpful for me in planning for the holiday season and setting aside money is A, splitting my direct deposit. We talk about this a lot, but going to your employer or your payroll provider splitting that direct deposit so that a portion goes towards those goals that you have. In this case, having a separate account set aside for gift money. So if you know you're most likely to spend X amount of dollars during the holiday season, or if you're anything like I am and you have a tendency to overspend when it comes to gifts or celebrating the people that you care about in your life, then this is a great way to give yourself a budget. So set aside that money in a separate account so that when the holidays come up, You don't feel like they've snuck up on you because you already have money set aside to cushion the spending that you have through the holidays. If you're a big online shopper, something that might be helpful to you is using browser extensions to your advantage. So when it comes to browser extensions, there are a few out there where if you're looking for an item um, specifically and you know that you may not want to pay full price for that item, then you can watch the item on your browser extension and get notifications when that item comes back into stock or when the price drops. I've used this a few times. I was able to find a really in high demand gift for my husband a couple years ago with a browser extension um, and getting notified when it came back in stock. But then also another example that I found was really helpful is I found a rug that I really liked for my living room. It was $400 and I knew that I didn't want to spend that on a rug. And so I watched the item and got notified when the price dropped to $140 and was able to buy it for less than half the cost. There are a few other browser extensions out there that you can add that will run coupon codes through for you in order to get free shipping or to get a discount. So um, I find myself kind of Googling for those. And so the fact that I could add those browser extensions onto my existing browsers and have it do that for me uh, every time I check out has been really helpful. If you're a regular credit card user and you've been able to accrue rewards points throughout the year, 
then saving those for your holiday spending can be a good way to cushion the blow of some of that holiday spending stress. I encourage you that if you are going to use credit cards, that you transfer the cash that you have to back up all of those purchases. So an example of this is if you spend $50 on your credit card, that you take $50 from your checking account, transfer it to a sinking fund so that when your bill comes due, you have the cash to actually back up those purchases in full. We're going to transition a little bit and talk about the impact of having children or buying gifts for children um, and some gift giving strategies there. Uh, according to that same Lending Tree study, parents with kids under 18 were twice as likely to take on holiday debt than Americans with no children. So a few things that we might be able to do to help curb that uh, is setting expectations early. So maybe having a conversation if you've been talking to your children about money that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and that having a set budget or setting some expectations early about how much is going to be spent in your household for the holidays could be helpful. I also think it's great to set a budget with your kids and who they're buying for. Um, this is an opportunity to teach them about budgeting. So if they're going to buy for, say, um, your partner, their parent, um, siblings, you know, friends at school, whoever it may be, give them a certain amount of money to spend and tell them that that is the budget that they need to stay within in order to purchase. And then encourage them to maybe think uh, thoughtfully about how they're going to use that money, whether the person on the receiving end is going to love that item or if they can do something a little bit more personal that might not cost as much money that would mean more to the person that is receiving the gift. I think a great conversation to have with your children or the children in your family is that each home celebrates holidays differently or may even celebrate different holidays than your household does. So that's going to look different for each family and having that conversation with them will let them know that the amount of gifts they receive or don't receive um, isn't a direct comparison of how much their families care about them or what holiday is more significant and may set those expectations healthily. When it comes down to setting some parameters, um, you know, there's a helpful rhyme that I've heard of that may help you stick to your guns and uh, spend a little bit less or more thoughtfully when it comes to those children in your family, and that's the rule of four. So finding something that they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. As we kind of move into other unique approaches into gift giving, I think experiences is always a top one for me. Uh, I would always prefer to receive an experience gift over an actual physical gift. And I know that there are a lot of people who agree. So as you're kind of giving to families in your life, think of things that their family may benefit from time and time again. So passes to local museums or zoos. If you're looking to give to somebody in your life, um, maybe you just want to spend quality time with them so you can learn something new with them, go to classes, go to dinner, uh, buy them concert tickets. But experiences, um, those are things that you can take with you over and over and over again. And those are memories you're going to have versus maybe not remembering the actual physical items that you receive from someone. My very favorite Christmas that I had growing up was an experience Christmas or as a family, we did an activity. And I can tell you, almost every detail about that activity, but I can't tell you what I received the other years for Christmas. Finding something significant to the person you're giving to, um, you know, in regards to important dates, favorite activities, their favorite color, other favorite things in their life can really show them that you've been thinking about them and that you care. Um, I received a pretty significant gift ahead of my wedding that um, I got married on May 4th of 2019. And that was also the Kentucky Derby Day. And this person loves the Kentucky Derby. 
Um, they were also having to miss that because they were coming to my wedding. And um, as a personalized gift, they purchased a set of Kentucky Derby glasses with my wedding date on them. So it was a very fun, personalized gift that I still think about. And every time I get that glass out, I can think about how that person uniquely thought about me and gave a gift that means a lot. Considering that maybe people are already kind of feeling overwhelmed where they're at, they might not have space or might not want to make space for a ton of new items and therefore experiences spending time with them or creating new traditions and memories may mean more in the long run. It's very easy to keep our heads down and kind of get very involved with, you know, what is happening in our direct spheres. But I think it's important to remember, particularly if there are children in our families, that it's a great opportunity to um, to give of our time and our money if we're able to. So a couple ways that we can do that, obviously volunteering at organizations that matter to you, shopping for another family together. So there are several different charities that offer the availability for you to shop for another family that might not be as fortunate. And maybe you find a family with kids that have similar ages to your kids. So they are you know, involved. They know what they're looking for. They know what to shop for. They can kind of get excited about it too. This is a great opportunity to go through cabinets for food drives, uh, go through your coats, clothing, and toys, especially if you're expecting an influx of some of those things as you receive gifts over the holiday season. I love to shop small uh, when it comes to the holiday season. Um, you know, it's proven time and time again that if we spend within our communities, typically that money stays within our communities and can benefit them in the long run. And so go to your local bookstore, go to your local antique stores or thrift stores and shop there. Um, and that brings me to talking about thrifting and repurposing. So I love thrifting. Um, I have several items in my household that they're my favorite items and I bought them at a thrift store um, or secondhand. A lot of times you're able to find new items in uh, thrift stores and that kind of, you know, pushes me into our community corner this week. So we had the privilege of working with one of our valued partners on this episode, Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana. I wanted to let you know the audio quality may differ because I joined a virtual meeting and recorded the conversation with the senior director of retail stores, Travis Darden, to talk about the impact and benefits of shopping with Goodwill this holiday season. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Better Money Podcast. With us today, we have a special guest from one of our, our partners. So we work with select employer groups to bring financial wellness into their places of work. We're an at-work financial institution. And one of those really special partners is Goodwill of uh, Central and Southern Indiana. And today joining us to talk about holiday shopping and seasonal spending um, and maybe thinking about it a different way is Travis Darden. Travis is the Senior Director of Goodwill's Retail Stores, and he's been with Goodwill for about five years. Welcome to the podcast, Travis. Thanks for having me, Miranda. I'm so excited to have you here. I shared with you before we um, started recording that I love Goodwill. I, I shop there frequently. My husband and I are suckers for finding a good deal. And there's no better place to find a good deal on oftentimes gently used or sometimes brand new items than Goodwill. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I know that you've kind of prepared a list of reasons why you think Goodwill should be considered in people's holiday shopping. So why don't we start with that? Certainly. And uh, thank you for your support in um, becoming or being a shopper with us. Uh, we are greatly, we greatly appreciate that. It makes us um, uh, able to do what we can do for our communities. And, um, but I imagine some of the things you found in there was some unique gifts. So I can start with that 
number one reason um, to shop at Goodwill this holiday season. Um, you know, Goodwill is all about the thrill of the hunt, as it sounds like you've done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoppers can search through uh, the inventory of our 70 plus retail stores in central and southern Indiana. And they are able to oftentimes find uh, name brand clothes, shoes, furniture, vintage items, and uh, just a, a whole lot more for those one-of-a-kind gifts for the holiday season. So uh, we're proud of that, and we are grateful for our donors that support um, that effort and our shoppers uh, that come in for those particular items. Absolutely. I think there's something so beautiful about um, people making space in their homes, so maybe it's not serving them anymore. We talk about a lot about making your home and your space work for you and making it a place of tranquility and somewhere that you want to be. And sometimes items just don't fit into that anymore. And so by donating them to a place like Goodwill, you're allowing that that item to have a second life. Um, one of my favorite gifts I've ever received was my favorite childhood book. I received it in like the early 2010s. So before Amazon was super popular and you could get things to your house in two days, um, my mom able was able to find my favorite childhood book at a Goodwill store. And it made me cry when I opened it for Christmas. I love it. I know that she couldn't have spent very much money on buying that book secondhand at a Goodwill store, but it meant so much to me. It was so unique to find. Yes, yes. And, and we hear those stories quite a bit. And I'll tell you, one of the secrets is uh, we encourage our shoppers to visit several times each week um, if you're able to, because we have new inventory being stocked all the time. And um, when you do that, you're able to find those unique gifts uh, like your mother found for you, uh, yeah. which is so meaningful, you know? Well, and one of my favorite things is I kind of have it down at all my local stores, like when they're restocking shelves. So like a Friday morning is always a great time to go if you're able to get away um, because they're stocking for the weekend. So a lot of times they have the items on those carts ready to be put onto the shelves. So you can kind of peruse those carts before the items even make it to the shelves and before things get picked over. So you really get first choice. So that's one of my favorite times to go. You know, for the folks listening, you're you're receiving some insider information right now <laughs> from a professional a shopper uh, at Goodwill. So you are helping the communities for sure. <laughs> All right. What do you think the second reason is that people should consider it? You know, I think the second one is uh, really to save money. You know, um, this season, we know folks are looking at ways to reduce cost um, as inflation continues to prevalent and impact most industries. So uh, shopping at Goodwill uh, really allows our customers to find those name brands at low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, you know, you can just search through our inventory. And like I mentioned earlier, you can even find sometimes new clothes with name brand and vintage clothes. You know, that's um, all the styles keep uh, kind of coming back, you know. And so these items are priced less than what you would find in a traditional retail store. So, and uh, we're, we're real proud to do that, to keep the cost down while oftentimes our costs continue to rise on the inside, but we work hard to make that good balance so that we can continue to give a, uh, a great value to our customers. Absolutely. You know, in a lot of our classes, we talk about the amount of stuff that is just prevalent with people today to the point where there are more self-storage units in the United States than there are McDonald's and Starbucks combined. So people just have a lot of stuff. And so, you know, you may think when you're walking into a secondhand store that it all literally is going to be secondhand and used, 
but I've not found that to be the case. And there are certain name brands, like you mentioned, that I don't even buy new anymore because they're so prevalent. I know I'll always be able to find those certain brands um, in really, really good condition and sometimes new condition in a Goodwill store. So I don't even bother going straight to the retail store anymore. Right. Well, we are grateful for that. <laughs> um, and, and that, you know, when we get to the time, I, I got a third one I want to share with you. Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, made note of because I know we would talk. Um, and that's really supporting our communities. And, and so when you look at what we do, the revenue made from shopping at Goodwill goes right back into central and southern Indiana communities that we serve by providing employment to over 3,000 individuals in our retail division alone. And uh, many of whom face a barrier to employment, such as uh, a lack of education or a disability. So um, shopping at Goodwill also helps uh, support local education and health opportunities. We have a program called Nurse Family Partnerships, and that's a maternal health care program that pairs first-time low-income moms with a registered nurse who helps ensure that babies are born healthy and safe. So a lot of folks don't know that we have that. And then the other one I uh, wanted to make note of is that we also own and operate 15 high schools for adults called the Excel Center, where adults can uh, return to school and complete their high school education. So when you shop or donate at Goodwill, you're really doing good in the community. Oh, I think that's phenomenal. I love, I love the point that the money is going directly back into our communities. So a lot of times with national retail chains, the money that you are spending there is not necessarily going back into your community. It may in some cases, but most likely not. So a lot of times we encourage people to shop local. I know on this episode, I've talked a lot about shopping local versus shopping large retail um, chains. So go to your local bookstore or whatever it may be. Um, but I love to know that the money I'm spending at Goodwill is going directly back into our communities to better improve them. Um, the barriers to employment, I think that's phenomenal. Um, I had a cousin who worked at Goodwill for years um, because it was really tough for her to find a job somewhere else. And they took the special um, time needed to train her additionally, um, catering to her specific disability. So I know it was important for our family um, and that independence that she gained from that uh, was pivotal in her life. So I love that. And then can people, I mean, there are several different things. So people can donate cars. Yes. Right? We, 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 you can donate cars, boats, um, RVs, different things of, um, of that nature. Yes, we, we do accept those. And um, the way that works, we work with the, um, an organization that supports the, the auction piece of that. And the proceeds obviously comes back into um, goodwill um, to support our missions uh, monetarily. I love that. Yes. All right. You gearing up number four for me? I do. I have a number four. And um, that's really um, what I hope a lot of people are excited about is good for the environment. And so both donating and shopping at Goodwill helps to keep goods from going into landfills. And, um, you know, if you turn on the news, you you, you hear about it, you, you see different things that may be happening to um, our, our environments from an environmental standpoint. And so this results in less landfill waste and reduced pollution. And so, you know, shopping at Goodwill will hopefully make you feel good because you know you're doing something positive for the environment. I was reading somewhere, I think it was on LinkedIn, I saw an article about when you purchase a um, secondhand pair of jeans that you literally save um, 
up to 1,500 gallons of water. <laughs> and I thought that was um, pretty phenomenal because it takes a lot to process, you know, the material and the cotton and the other synthetic fibers to make those. So um, when we make it turn in our stores in that capacity, um, you're literally helping the environment. Absolutely. No, I think that's staggering. And I know, you know, we chatted about your outlet locations um, and how those differ a little bit from some of your retail stores. And I love that that's an opportunity, really. You you talked about the hunt, like regular goods stores are a hunt. Mm -hmm. The outlet store is a horse of a different color. (laughs) (laughs) So getting like that, like that last chance opportunity, knowing that like I can spend even less and then save something, you know, potentially from going to a landfill. Uh, Gosh, I love that. I love that. Um, Another staggering stat that I read in doing research for this is that in 2019, Goodwill was able to recover the value of more than 4.5 billion pounds of clothing and textiles by giving them a second life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 4.5 billion. That's wild to me. You guys are out here really doing it. (laughs) We we are. It's it's a lot of work, uh, but it's a labor of love. Um, People that you see that work in Goodwill. Um, are, are there for, for those particular reasons um, to support our communities and the environment. Um, you, you find it all over the place. And that's why I'm so proud and, and just excited to be here um, and, and plan to be here many years to come. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. All right. And then let's queue up that last reason you've got for us, Travis. Yes. The last one is, you know, shopping at Goodwill is, is more than just clothes. I know we talked about that and, and people um, kind of think that that's what we sell, but we also sell household items, um, toys, books, DVDs, small appliances, furniture, as you you and I spoke about before we started recording. So all types of things you can find. So some people even go hunting for specific things like mugs, shoes, home decor, or electronics. You just have to know what you're looking for in those situations. Um, So it's uh, really exciting. And in addition to that, um, for specific hunting, you can check out shopgoodwill.com. It's another way shoppers can do good from the comfort of their own home. Every purchase made at Shop Goodwill supports the Goodwill mission. And those items, can you tell me a little bit more about those items that you might find for, for auction online? Yep, yep. So it can be a number of things from different um, sneakers, um, sometimes jewelry, uh, sometimes unique collectibles that may have a uh, different price point that we see as um, something that may add a, add a bit more value. Because um, obviously when someone donates an item, we want to maximize the value of, value of that item. That's what the donor expects. And so in order for us to fund our mission, um, we do what we can to maximize the value of that particular donation. So on shopgoodwill.com, um, it's an auction platform that you can go on to and um, you can search for various things. I mean, it's everything under the sun. And you can place your bid, uh, much like uh, folks do on eBay. Mm-hmm. And um, over a period of time, um, you can see uh, whether you've won it or not over a five-day period. And um, it's a great value and a great um, platform for us as well. Yeah, what I love about that is if you're on the hunt for an item, um, you're not finding it in person, you look online in lieu of using one of those other platforms where you're not sure where the profits are going, consider using the Goodwill platform where you know your money is going to go back into your communities 
to assist the people around you and to assist your neighbors, which I just love. And I can't think of a better mission. So sustainability, lower prices, the hunt. Um, Every single time I walk through my house and I see an item I purchased at Goodwill that I was able to recreate, paint, um, clean up um, to make it my own. And I know that I got that for a steeply discounted price. Um, it just means, it makes me all the more excited to own those items. So if you guys are anything like me, get out into a Goodwill. You never know what you'll be able to find. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> yes. So, so grateful for your support um, and for what you all do um, to support what we're doing here in Central and Southern Indiana. Just really appreciate you having us on the podcast. and. What we hope is to see you at and all of you that's listening at one of our retail stores this holiday season and do some good together. Oh, I love that. You know, you'll see me. So (laughs) thank you so much for being here today, Travis. We'll make sure we put shopgoodwill.com into the, um, the description of this episode so that you guys can go straight there and check out what they have and then check out the locations closest to you. And don't be afraid to go into a few. That's what my husband and I do. We make a whole day of it. So. Thank you, Travis, for being here. Thank you so much, Miranda. Thank you for joining us on Better Money with Elements Financial as we talked about strategies for this holiday season. We hope you were able to take away something to help you. Find more episodes at elements.org slash bettermoney on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review. This wraps up season two of Better Money and a year of this podcast. It's been an incredible learning opportunity and a way to reach our members in a new, more conversational way. I wanted to take a moment to thank those that have cheered us on, provided feedback, encouraged us, and continue to listen. As always, reach out to us at bettermoneyatelements.org if we can answer any questions or help make your money better. Have a safe, warm, and wonderful holiday season. We'll see you next year.